This is the Seabed Daily Text. How to be intoxicated and sober at the same time. 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Consider this. Be sober. Pete says it three times in the span of five chapters. At one thirteen. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. In today's text, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And coming up at 5.8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I'm going to tell you what Peter means with his use of the term sober. He's not singling out alcoholics. The Greek word is napho. It would be easy to soft-pedal this and suggest he means clear-minded, if he hadn't already said that too in the text. That word is safraneo, and it means to be of sound mind. Peter intentionally adds the word nepho, which literally means something like, watch out for the wine. Remember, he is writing to people in persecution, pain, and deep distress. People for whom wine could easily shift into a source of spiritual comfort or escape. Or to be more pointed, a kind of medication for anxiety or depression. I hadn't intended to go in this direction, but I sensed the Spirit pressing me on it. Can we talk about alcohol? It is a sensitive subject, but it needn't be. There are two groups of people who tend to get all the focus, the alcoholics and the teetotalers. My concern today lies with the vast population between. I believe NAFO, or true sobriety, does not live between alcoholism and abstinence, but on another spectrum altogether. Before going further, however, we should name the main thing that almost never gets discussed in a conversation about the consumption of alcohol. Let me be emphatically clear. The demonic strategy of deception and distraction would obscure the real issue here. The issue is not about drinking alcohol at all. The issue is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind 
so that you may pray. Human beings are made in the image of God, which means we are made to live and flourish at the level of divine human life. This is what is meant by a Holy Spirit-filled life. Jesus himself shows us what this looks like. As our human spirit interactively participates with the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to become everything the New Testament says we can become, which is both breath-giving and breathtaking. Wine and other alcoholic beverages is an intoxicant. Many people can drink alcohol and not become intoxicated or impaired. Some cannot, owing to what I would call the infirmity we commonly call alcoholism. Again, the issue is not alcohol per se, but the Holy Spirit-filled life. There comes a point at which the consumption of alcohol impedes the working of the Holy Spirit with the human spirit. The Apostle Paul, writing to the middle first century churches, offered this guidance. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 The kind of sobriety the Bible speaks of cannot be reduced to not drinking or drinking too much. It means being filled to overflowing, even intoxicating life with the Holy Spirit. One of the most fascinating side conversations on the day of Pentecost was this one. Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. The Holy Spirit operates like an intoxicant. Though intoxicant is the wrong idea, as it means poison. Simultaneously, the Holy Spirit operates like an intoxicant, simultaneously bringing an inebriating joy and sober-mindedness. Wow, this is what we must give our utmost attention to. Not debating over whether a glass of wine at dinner is a problem. It's not, until it is, at which point it should be addressed. We must be focusing all of our energy on both the ordinary and extraordinary implications of being created in the image of God and filled to flourishing, overflowing by the Holy Spirit. 
Okay, now that we've touched on this sensitive subject, I would like to offer some pastoral counsel as it comes to the use of alcohol. Should you, A, not be prone to the infirmity of addiction, and B, choose to partake of it? I'm sure I will be criticized for not taking a complete abstinence approach to the subject. If this is your conviction or your church's position, I respect it wholeheartedly. Even so, as a pastor, I owe wise pastoral guidance to those who do not take this approach. In keeping with that, I offer the following principles on the matter of consuming alcohol. Only consume alcohol, one, in awareness of the presence of God, never in secret. Two, with others, never alone. Three, in moderation, not in excess. Four, in peace, never to escape sadness, anger, or to medicate pain. Five, with food, never in hunger. Six, with respect to all applicable laws. And seven, with love to abstain where it might cause others to stumble. The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. It's your turn. The prayer, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You are our peace in anxiety, our joy in despair, our wholeness in brokenness, our deep attachment when we want to escape. We pray for those we know who suffer with the infirmity of alcoholism or any other addiction. We long for them to be set free, to be delivered into complete freedom, and we have compassion on them without judgment. Holy Spirit, we want to be so filled with you that we run from even the slightest sense that we might grieve or deny your presence in full effect. Lead us into the kind of fullness that is all at once intoxicating and sober. Yes, Lord, this is our heart's desire. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, how do you think about and process this sensitive and often difficult matter. I welcome your pushback. Try not to shove. And if you're struggling or suffering with alcohol and possible addiction, will you engage it at the next level of recovery? For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.